On an amazing episode 124 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we get into a little bit about Dakar. I don't think I'm very happy, but we have good guests. Well, co-hosts, really. Trevor Hunter joins the show uh, to help us with Rooster Endo. Submit your entries right now for next week. Dave Donatoni, my riding buddy from a long time, secretly joins the show. Actually, he just called to ask me a question, and we put him on live. And then there's Logan, who really tore up the microphone tonight. You know, as usual, dropping knowledge like it's nobody's business. So hope you enjoy this episode. It's brought to you by Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, and Bulletproof Designs. And if you can last long enough, you're going to hear some stories of Jimmy and Dave's trail rides where you actually might save your next trail ride when something goes wrong. So with that, I hope you enjoy the show. You're live from Pahrump. Oh, you're going to do this this time. I don't know. You were just oh, yeah, dropping yeah, yeah. the ball. We, we switched. So. I said live and then you just kind of deer in the headlights. I thought you're in charge now. No, Logan Tyler, host of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. How are you doing? Fine. Okay, how do we start the show? Uh, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Live from Pahrump, Valley of the Dirt People. Tonight we're doing Hotel California Tequila. Oh, we are. Yeah, thank yeah. that. That's good. So uh, this is uh, Hotel California. You, you pronounce it right California, this time. Yeah, yeah. E- evidently, last time it, it like you've been drinking some. Yeah, but you're not allowed to. Just me. So you keep going. You're doing good. There's more. Yeah, we usually talk. We like to thank uh, our sponsors. Yeah. So. Oh, maybe a, maybe maybe you should introduce that that strange guy sitting next to you. Trevor Hunter is on this week's Tech Talk. Good morning, guys. Morning. 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 It's going to be morning by the time you get home. Pretty much. Yeah. Trevor says he has 30 minutes of time to give us. Maybe. And also on on the line, on the line, I would like to welcome to the show. um, Do you know who it is, Trevor? Uh, It's my favorite mountain bike buddy. Oh, that's right. (laughs) He only rode once and he hasn't invited me back. Dave Donatoni, the infamous (laughs) uh, Dave Donatoni. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Hey, Trevor. What's happened, buddy? Yeah, he he can't hear you because he we didn't give him a set of headphones. But Dave said, "What's up? What's going on?" He, he, yeah, so we're, we're going to go riding again. Oh, he says you guys are going to go riding again. It's, I'm ready. Yeah, he you. I know why he didn't invite you back. You pretty much destroyed him. Was that is that what yeah, happened? He, it was you were kind of a sleeper. You know, it, you you had no idea. Uh, well, nobody had any idea what was going to happen except for me because I I knew where your mountain biking level was and I knew where they were. And I knew that you two people had no idea. It's like people like when they go, when they want to, they, they think they want to go riding with me and they go, let's go on a Jimmy ride. And then I take them on a Jimmy ride. Dave, you know anything about this? He's, oh yeah. I know a lot about these rides. Yeah. But you, you see you're, you're at a level and we know how we ride. We understand it, but most people don't understand. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. And so that's where kind of, where Trevor kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> look, look at this guy go. And I'm like, Oh, no problem. I got him. And then I, I gave him a little run and then he just answered back and I had nothing for him. So it was, <laughs> yeah, where, good. yeah. Where did that answer back come from? <laughs> so yeah. it, he's basically yeah. explaining how, how, well, so what happened is we, Trevor and I were up at a 
Oh, what kind of intro was it? Fox, Fox gear, something Fox like that. Gear, yeah. And we were driving back through Thousand Oaks where Dave lives and uh, Andrew Justicitis from Giant Bicycles. By the way, um, thanks to Giant Bicycles, I have a, a an e-trance now. So I've had it for a year now and I've, I'm back in the I'm back in the mountain bike game because of it. So and my shoulder is crying. I, I actually I got cleaned out on skis a week or so ago, two weeks ago. And then I am amazed at how much my mountain biking has hurt my shoulder. But anyway, so back to this thing, we were, we we're in, I rode one of the very first giant electric mountain bikes that day. And there was no way I, I could hang with Trevor if we went mountain bike riding. And there's no way I can hang with Dave or Andrew, but on an e-bike, all of a sudden now it's okay. I can, I can go. And I remember Dave and Andrew are kind of like, who's this guy? And I go, oh, don't worry about him. He's, he's okay on a mountain bike. <laughs> he's what, what level is he Dave? Where, where's his level at? Uh, I'd say he's a, uh, a cat one, cat, cat, cat one rider, cat one rider. Yeah. Are yeah. you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's like, yeah, kind of, kind of. sometimes. <laughs> I feel like it. So, um, yeah. So they, 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 they started testing each other. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know how dogs, when you get dogs around each other, you know what, you know what they do, Logan? They kind of check each other out. Yeah. Little butt sniffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what was taking place on this mountain bike ride. I had, I, I could butt sniff all I wanted and because I had the, I had the bu- buttons and I could go pedal faster, which is blown me away. Absolutely ridiculous. And I didn't realize how game changing that stuff was e-, e mountain bikes and everything, but, but this is a motorcycle show. This is where you talk about motorcycle and motorcycle related products. You didn't say that. No, Morgan. you just make notes. Make make notes so next time. And how's the cataloging while the show's going? That's what I want to know. Um, my assistant over here, call him producer Matt. That's me. Yeah, he didn't tell me how things were going. You got the whole inventory of shows all cataloged. So when I say, oh, yeah, we talked about that on show number 52. How's that coming? Not that far. Not that far along. So you've done like show one or two? 30 30 shows okay that's more than i expected (laughs) so uh okay um hey dave what do you what are you having right now i'm having a little hotel california tequila oh no that's nice jimmy i'm i'm uh, I'm actually having water right at the moment but uh, at work (laughs) i may have to change it up here in a few minutes So um, here's we we answer uh, we answer we usually answer lots of questions. Um, we have a lot of uh, uh, questions that'll come through in the chat, and we have a few questions that came through on the uh, the questions from last week's show. So we're gonna we're gonna start with those, and we're we're gonna go we're gonna go pretty quickly into Rooster Endo. And uh, is is your social media manager Dave? Is she showing you on the screen what's going on? You have oh, no, I should get her on that. Yeah, get her on that because we're going to we're going to do rooster endo and you can help me out with this because everybody says I'm well, they always kind of say I'm an asshole. People kind of just say that straight up to me now. They actually don't say that. They should they they say in code, they say you should be you should be a little nicer or you should just you need to tone it down a little bit or maybe sugarcoat it a little bit or something. And everybody around me that like I, that's here is like bobbing their head up and down. They're like, "Yeah, is, is this is this true, Trevor? Should I do this? Because you never say this to me. I mean, if you want to, I don't. Can, I you don't want to. No, because then I feel like I'm being fake. 
But anyway, so <laughs> so so I guess I've been a little bit of an asshole on the rooster endos, allegedly, and some other things too. But I I don't feel this way. I just feel like I'm being honest. I mean, honesty is always uh, the best way to go. I would say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and maybe they'll get a better bike out of it. A hundred dollars worth, because Taco Moto will throw you a hundred dollar gift certificate, and I'm going to let you know what. I'm going to let you decide tonight. You get to decide who gets that. So a lot of pressure on you. And I know you made a really smart ass comment. See, here's me sugarcoating it. You made a really smart ass comment on the other side of this room uh, that I'm not going to repeat. Although it's just honesty. I, it was honesty. It's I understand, understand this about, about how you, how you would choose the best rooster endo bikes. Yeah. So I I think you have a little bias, but hey, what's wrong with that? That's why I said you can pick the winner. All right, that's how we work here. All right. <laughs> so Logan, who sponsors this show? Yamaha. Yamaha. Taco Moto, Scott's Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Bulletproof Designs. That sounds good to me. Is that everybody? Those are the people that uh, make this kind of keep flying and uh, keeps me uh, motivated to do this. So. Uh, from Seamarsh. Is that his name? Seamarsh? I think so. I think he's commenting on the 2021 Yamaha YZ250X costs $75.99 versus the KTM 250XC at $10,199. And he said a better Comparo because we had the question last week and it was, it was kind of... It said, are the KTMs worth the more expense? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, shows sponsored by Yamaha, like Yamaha's. But that Yamaha YZ250X does not have an electric starter. Then no. I don't know. Um, maybe Dave, you know, coming from your era, uh, you can comment on this. Uh, how long, how, how much is, a, is an electric starter worth? Uh, an electric starter is worth thousands once you've actually had one <laughs> yeah it, it's it's thousands once you've had one that's a great way to describe that I say how long are your legs that that helps too oh so if, if, it's if, okay, if the guy with the shorter the guy with shorter legs would have more need for the he would pay more for the electric starter how tall are you dave five seven and three quarters yeah, five seven and a half. Five I'm seven shrinking. <laughs> five seven and a half. Where are you at, Trevor? Five seven ish. Yeah, around there. Yeah. So you guys would probably pay the same price for a Kickstarter. So, anyways, that's what uh, it has. The KTM is also fuel injected, so that it shouldn't really cost more. But it's it's a thing. The KTM is also oil injected, and so everything. I'm just these things. I just, these features I just mentioned are all. Um, call them conveniences. Performance-wise, I, I don't know that there's that much of a, a difference. And some people prefer the simplicity of a carburetor because I understand a carburetor. I don't understand ones and zeros floating through some wires telling my injectors when to pulse. You know what I mean, Logan? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you prefer that. Yeah. But you didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> if it was your own hard-earned cash... Is that seventy five hundred dollar bike looking a lot better than the ten thousand dollar bike? I mean, that's that's essentially three grand. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, performance-wise, I think once you're actually, once the bike is started and running and you're out riding around and you're just doing what you're doing while you're riding, you don't have to worry about filling it up and your jetting is already done. I think you're on the same thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, the price at that point doesn't matter. Do you say what KTM model? Like XC, XCW? XC. XC? Yeah. I, I think, I don't I don't remember. He kind of listed off some bikes and he, he was under the, 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 the person was under the impression. I don't know if it was, if it was Seamarsh. I think it was some Seamarsh's respond to that question. I don't think that they were really, uh, I don't think he was really specific. He sounded like kind of a new, a newer rider that had, and, and it's interesting that he had the perception that the KTMs had better features and were more expensive because of it. But that's, that's the way he felt. And in some ways, you know, that's, it's, I'm surprised that the Yamaha is seventy five ninety nine. That seems low to me. I I want to say. I think that's about that's, right. That's the that's the yeah. MSRP. Yeah, yeah. So so good. Um, okay. Who's going to do the Yamaha read? Why don't we do the two stroke one? Right there. You want to you want to let make Trevor do it and then bag on him because you were going to do it all by yourself, right? I thought yeah. Logan was going to make his own. Logan was going to make his own one. Do you have a two stroke or four stroke one? Two stroke. Two stroke. Mm. Oh, perfect. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. We'll make Trevor do a four-stroke one. Who's doing right now? You're doing a two-stroke one right now. Don't let him see this. Hide this. Wait, wait. Oh, I made it. Oh, he made it. Yeah. You, oh, you wrote it. Yeah. It's not memorized. No. No, I re-kind of did it. You redid it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to let you... Let, up, let it fly. Let it fly. I'm going to let it fly. Yeah. I want to see what happens. <laughs> I don't think... Like, go back. So so in the sh- in the in the catalog in the show notes, it should have said, Jimmy tells Logan to redo the Yamaha and have it memorized. <laughs> this is what I remember. But, but then again, I drank a little bit on the show too. So <laughs> go ahead. Yamaha presents the YZ125, YZ250 as their newest two-stroke bikes with the YZ125 being just as play- playful, but got an all-new engine, re-revised six-speed transmission, new brakes, improved rider ergonomics, and suspension settings. Also, the same old YZ250 got a revamp with improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings. Both bikes come in Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. For the younger generations of rider riders, there is the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85LW that delivers big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to see the full lineup of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. That was an excellent plagiarism mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of those of those words. So good, good job. But you, you, you. Uh, I thought maybe you would read it smoother since you wrote it. It still sounded like you're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I want you to deliver that like a professional. Like I want it to just flow off your tongue. Unlike the questions that people send you. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll work on that next week. Memorized. Okay. Off the, off the chart. So thank you. Uh, thanks to Yamaha. Thanks to uh, all of our sponsors. I wore a new climb helmet today, a new F3, an F3 ECE helmet. And it's funny because I'm wearing some other different helmets today. And it was super freaking lightweight. And I, I just all of a sudden noticed how light that was. And so that's my climb product today. And it looked rad too. It looks like a white helmet, but you see this? Yeah. 
the sublimations and stuff in it. So uh, check out, I, I'm pretty sure they're back in stock. So check out climb.com for your helmet needs. Um, what's up with Dakar and the shirt I'm wearing? Yeah, there's this, a couple Dakar. This is a, this is a shirt. This is a fuck you racing shirt and it's a hundred percent true. And the wording you can't see on the bottom. They can kind of, if you, at Jimmy Cam, point at Jimmy Cam. Yeah. The point of the Jimmy Cam. Yeah, Wait, that's that's this way. There you go. It says, "The other one is dead." <laughs> <laughs> Nine out of ten people enjoy dirt bikes, and the other one is dead. <laughs> so, uh, go to fuckyracing.com. Just check out their Facebook page. Um, say hi to my buddy Jerry B. He's down in Australia. He's upside down because he's in Australia. If you think about it, Trevor's falling asleep because this show is super awesome. I think we're going to have to get pretty quick into... Um, I'll talk about Dakar later. Um, and we're going to get straight into the rooster endos. We're not even going to take a commercial break. Grab that board. Yeah. So, Trevor, here's how it works. Dave, you're going to... You, you have a, a screen in front of you? Yeah, I got you on the big screen. Okay, so what will happen is we'll start talking about the bike. So, Trevor will read off the name. And then he'll, he'll, he'll glance at the picture. And then he's going to read off the stuff that is on the bike and then we start talking about it we make comments about it and it's it's wide open you can do anything you want it doesn't have to be perfect this board and so you're, you're seeing the rooster endo board this is the if, it, if it's up on this side of the board no that's that's an endo yes and up there by the Husaberg 570 it's way over there. I'll, I'll ring my own bell. That is the the pinnacle of of bikes. So you're trying to shoot for having a bike that's that's that that's that roosty, if you know what I mean. So uh, here 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 we go. What's our first All right. number one? And me the picture. We're going so with can... Jesse Jesse Gent Jesse Hent Jesse Gent Gent. Yeah, he's a. Um, He's a regular listener. He's, yeah, he's a regular listener. One of us. He's a cool guy. He won the uh, Preston Campbell shirt. Ooh. Okay, that's right. Nice. So now you start telling us about okay. his bike because we, we're just looking at a picture and then the picture is up on the, it'll be, so, up, on the it'll be up on the screen soon. very soon. I need the picture back because he says, you can see all of my upgrades. Instead of listing them out, he just says, you can see all of them. Mm. Well... It, it makes your job much easier, but now we're going to have to like, because this, this is a podcast for yes. the most part. Yeah. And so, and so he's thinking that we can see things, uh, but now I'm going to, I'm going to have to see them through here. This to me looks like a KTM 350 EXC 2013 yep. model year. Yep. Yeah. Did you say that already? No. Oh, I just guessed. I just saw this. It has... It looks a lot like Heather's bike. <laughs> I was gonna say, it, <laughs> it looks like, it looks like Heather's bike. It looks like Heather's bike with with the, the orange one, with the except with the sex, exception of the tank. He has a white tank where yeah, Heather has the the orange tank. Has I can see a Baja Designs headlight underneath there. Squadron XL headlight. Yep. The uh, he's got really he should have double take mirrors, but he doesn't. It looks like he has some other kinds of mirrors that are going to break off. Uh, I don't ever run those pipe protectors. Um. It's got an aluminum skid plate. I don't use those. Uh-oh. He has. Yo, I see it. Front disc brake guard. Dave. Yep. Nice. Yep. Dave, what do we think of front disc <laughs> yeah. brake guards? 
I don't see any reason to have one. Okay. <laughs> well, how, many, how many front discs have you bent? Um, it's been, in all the miles, it's been very rare. And I was doing something really stupid when I, when I did it. Yeah. But I don't know. We just, we've kind of picked up on a thing with the front disc guards. We're, we're scared of them here. So, uh, um, he has some yeah. grab, grab handles on there. It says he designed it to survive a crash in the desert. That's what he built the bike for. Dressing for a crash. Yes. Yeah, it's rough. Is this, this look like Perump? Does it look like around Perump? He's, he's a Vegas local. Oh, okay. Yeah. It yeah. looks like, it looks like the hills mm. around here. It looks very similar. So because of the, uh, Jesse, I'm sorry, but because of the, um, lack of information provided and the extra work that I just had to do, I'm going to put it over here in the, uh, in the E section, we'll call it the, the E section tonight. Uh, so that's a, that's an endo. Oh, that's a very nice bike, but it's doing an endo. And I'm going to have a little more of this uh, Hotel California. So next. N. King Who? <laughs> what? Oh, hold on. Give that to Logan. He's good with the names. Oh, there we go. And I'll take the picture. In King King Who? In King Who. Yeah, okay. The I got. Yeah. Oh, boy. One second. Bad so, producing. I didn't... Uh, you this didn't, picture is not in OBS. Oh, it's not in our. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get up in OBS. It won't take me long. Okay, so we are looking. Well, here's here's the problem we're looking at. He's I'm got a two fur. I, I well, it's the same bike. He's got a supermoto kit. Yeah, he's got a supermoto kit on this thing, and this is dirt bike test, and it's Tech Talk Talk. I guess we could talk about street bikes on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Well, supermoto, yeah. they go in the dirt a little bit too. Usually, right? it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. Didn't Scott do supermoto stuff? Scott was supermoto guy. Yeah. Yeah. Supermoto racer. Yeah. Supermoto racer was his magazine back in the day. I'm uh okay. Let's let's it, at least you, imagine if you had a discard on that front of that supermoto bike. Ooh, be it'd be like a, it'd be, be like a discard. shield. It'd be like, you know, the shield that the that the superhero comes or the Viking when they come and attack you. That'd be like what would be coming at you. Actually, I would use that as a weapon. I'd wheelie into people with my discard. <laughs> I'd turn the bike sideways and I'd just ram them with the with the discard if I had a supermoto bike. But I don't. So okay, tell us about this, Trevor. All right. Uh it's a 2020 500 XCFW with the taco sauce from Taco Moto Co. So he's repping our sponsors. Yes. I like um, this. Taco <clears throat> Moto, they tuned the Get ECU. It's got a Graves slip-on exhaust. Deleted the reeds. Screenless intake invented airbox. Various sick-ass bits to make it street legal. Um, recluse clutch dampeners and Supermoto trim. He has an M50 caliper from a 1290 Super Duke. Mounted to an Italian axial axial to radial bracket from Pure T1. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I understand. Okay, so so what what he's done is he's taken the he's taken the 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 normal mount on the bottom of the fork and then they then they 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 built machined something into it so that they can mount the mount it radially, which is it it's designed to give the brake like better performance and stuff. When you start adding all of this extra, I'd have to look at it to, to give it a look, but you'd have to feel how it actually worked with a brake like that. You're going to flex the forks. 
I mean, if you have good traction and you get on your brakes, but that's a, that's a, can you see it in the photo there, Logan? Is it, I mean, I think it's just an extra, it's a way to space that caliper farther out, but um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of underwear changing to get that bike into that. <laughs> He's just, he just needs two, two bikes. So uh, yeah, it's got Wartman wheels, uh, slipper clutch, and Brembo brakes. And and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm I'm no fan of loud exhausts, and I'm pretty sure that exhaust, I'm pretty sure you would not want to hear this guy going down your street at seven thirty in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, when he's going out on his ride. Uh, but you know when he starts talking about cutting out the screen and taking out the reeds and all this stuff, he with this setup on a supermoto bike those mods all of a sudden start working. Cause when you have a lot of traction, i.e. street tire on the street, it's much more like a dyno where a lot of this stuff was, was tuned. So when I, when I see someone say, oh, I cut the screen out on my, whatever it is, dirt bike. And I go, how's that doing you? And they're like, Oh, it's way better. Roosts. And I mean, I mean, it spins, <laughs> it spins out. So I want to know what the little red things below his foot pegs are. The red things below is foot pegs. I think those That's are like foot pegs. They're, well, they're for, I think they're for dragging. Dragon peg in the corners. Oh, that, I see it. Yeah. I'm enhancing for the chat. I'll tell you what, that's a, that is a, it's hard to get a foot peg on the ground on a super motorbike. I mean, just in general. I mean, you can they, do it. On they the, look worn. Like, uh, I'm zooming in on the picture. They look a little worn, actually. His tires actually look pretty scrubbed in, too. The The street tires. Maybe he, he oh, they are, low they are, yeah. Maybe low sides a lot. Also, he's he might because the the other the only one of them seems scratched up at least in the photos, like the the uh, the rubbers underneath. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to we need some video. Yeah, right. We, yeah, we need. Uh, where's the video submission of this thing? He should have just been doing one of those one handed oh, yeah. donut things in the parking lot. Yeah, so and the and then too. and then said, "Here's my bike," and just described the whole thing. Or you you decide where it goes, Trevor. Oh man, what's next, Logan? It's our next one. Justin Smith. Okay, what do we got? Oh, a sunset shot. Oh yeah, how sweet, scenic. That's really nice. 2015 FE 501 in the middle of Wyoming. Functional mods only. HDB dash and bark busters and Scott stabilizer suspension by Alex Martins. That's conflict, by the way. That's what we wrote today. Yeah, not a conflict of sponsors because we don't necessarily have a sponsor for suspension, but it's conflict suspension. That's the name oh. of Alex Martin's company. Oh, that's okay though. Hey, Dave, are you looking at this thing? Yeah, I am. That that looks kind of familiar. It does look familiar. This isn't the rally bike I blew up. I like the bags on the back. That's the way you're keeping it off your own back. Yeah, that's good. So the weight that is the stuff you're carrying. So that's that's kind of a nice bonus. Is he listing the bags off there? What's he got? Mm, no. no. Look, keep going. Keep keep. He's got minimal bling. Minimal bling. Steel fastway pegs. C size ram mount for iPad rally light fun with rally blitz. Giant loop Mojave. Mostly retired in favor of loaded climb arsenal vest. Ooh, yeah. No, ah. no engine or exhaust mods aside from feeding it a lot of gas, changing a lot of oil, 
and cleaning a lot of air filters. And this guy sounds like he should have a podcast called Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Where I'll bet you he's going to say, and the next thing he's going to say is, if I want to go faster, I just twist the throttle. <laughs> I, I think the bike looks pretty sano. Yeah. He also says it's most endearing trait. It has towed a Husaberg 570 out of the Ooh. desert. This thing was going, it was just it was shooting up the Husaberg. It was getting close up there, but <laughs> you know what? You know, this is, <laughs> this yeah, gonna make that was so, that was, no, it's going to make the board, but it's going to be at this end of the board where it can watch the Husaberg <laughs> toe. Oh. It's going to be able to yeah. watch. I'll rate this one. Brutal. <laughs> it's going to be back here where it can watch the Husaberg <laughs> just tow it all the way up the scale of, of roots. Oh, no. That was such a... What was, was her <laughs> name again? Justin, <laughs> Justin Smith. Smith. He's Justin in the chat, Smith. too. You just put... Oh, hey, I recognize that box. Yeah. <laughs> right when you read... Yeah, Justin. Glad... Oh, man. Ouch. That was out. Yeah. Well, it's not as bad as the... the who's a Who's a turd? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. What's what do Eric we got next? Gurley. Eric Gurley. Eric Taco Tune. Gurley. Yeah. Gurley. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's Taco can you show Tune. Me the photo really quick. Uh, okay. It's the six days one. Get Some producer forgot to label the pictures by name. ECU oh. with yeah. map and traction control. Taco Smog. Delete. Baja Designs. Headlight. Seat concept. Seat. BRP. Handlebar mount. In cap and rack. Wide pegs, carbon skid plate, and pipe cover. Emperor, Emperor, racing radiator guards. Have we had anything Emperor. but KTM's in this? On this thing, uh, they've all been KTM's, haven't they? Or KTM's or Huskies or white KTM's? Or unfortunately, yes, we do stream to a KTM Husky group. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I, and and I and and I would think that if you. You know, especially if you're going to Taco Moto. By the way, go to tacomoto.co. That's com. Tacomoto.co. And that's the website. And you can see all different kinds of things. You can almost make your bike like uh, girlies here, mm-hmm. like the girly bike. Is that, is, that, is that bad to say it's a girly bike? Nope. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's because it is. It's a Eric Gurley's bike. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's, he's, He's got all the stuff too. It's it's very it's funny because it's very similar to the other bike, except more blingy, mm-hmm. more blingy. And it's we, so noticing on the back. What does he have? A rack on the back for? He's got a rack. Like a chainsaw. It, I would hope it's for a chainsaw, but it's probably to carry around end cap and rack. End cap and rack. A uh, promoto billet. End cap and rack. Is that what it says or not? End cap and rack. It's a pro. Yeah, I know promo billet makes these things, but hopefully he's carrying a chainsaw around. But I'm suspecting that. Uh, yeah, what would you put on the back of that thing, Logan? Gas. A Gas. Jacket. A jacket. I thought Logan would put girls back there. <laughs> no, he puts them in front of him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, Dave, you ever heard about Logan's technique for uh, going on dates on the motorcycle? Oh, this has been going on for over a year, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I- <laughs> I mean, you, you, I were, think I have were, heard of the technique. Do, you know, doesn't he set the girl like facing him in front of him on the bike when they're going on a date? This is correct. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and well, I don't know if they ride like that. He didn't ever really confirms or denies whether they actually ride around like that. But I, I have seen him. I've, I've run up on him out in the desert, parked on top of a hill 
uh, in that position with the, with the girl sitting in front of him uh, on the motorcycle. And that, 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 that was actually two of them is his, his sister was on the other motorcycle uh, <laughs> sitting in front of the other guy. And, and of course, Logan's dad sitting here and it's like, it's like, what, you're this news to me? Uh-uh. <laughs> so, I mean, you must have had some techniques like this back in the day, Dave, you know, like when you were slaying the ladies down in Malibu. Uh, yeah, back on they'd ride in the back of my CZ two fifty. It was a had a four speed on it, and uh, we could just wheel stand wherever we wanted on that bike, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just riding. I think I don't. I think Logan's got a one up on me. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we know this. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I uh, a friend of mine, another guy that's out here in town riding. Uh, he. Uh, brought his essentially his daughter uh, down here. Nice young girl, seventeen year old, pretty pretty cute. We on the last last week's show, we I told him like some pickup techniques, like um, you, you, Dave. I don't know if this applies to you anymore, but like send nudes <laughs> was the oh, what you know what I told him, and uh, I guess he forgot to, and then and then I, I ended up meeting her, this nice young lady, and Logan missed out. Really, really missed out. He hasn't even seen a picture of her. I have. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. How'd you get it? Her. Oh, she sent it to you. Yeah. Are you guys texting or anything like this? For a minute. Oh, for a minute. Oh. <laughs> you blew her off that quick? I mean, I'm telling you, Logan, if I like girls, uh, I don't know about you, you know, whatever, whatever. But, you know, I'd, I'd be texting with her a little bit. I did. You, you should probably tell her to watch this show. And then she'll learn a little bit about you, you know, your dating techniques and stuff. And that might be up her alley. <laughs> you know, she knows a little bit about motorcycles. She's from Wyoming. So they, you know, horses and riding bulls and all that stuff. Okay. Back to this bike. Where the hell did we put this thing? Dave? Undecided. It's got blue. So I like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Trevor wants it to go up high. It is a KTM. It is an EXC. I like those things. It's a 500. I like that. It's, it looks pretty Sano. I, it's probably somewhere in the middle of the board. Yeah, well, it's really, it's kind of just two-sided, but I'm going to go with you on that. I'm going to put it up here on the, up more on the endo side. He didn't slam the Husaberg. That was nice of him. Um, so, okay, we're getting getting up there. This is our last one for tonight? Yeah. Don Barker. Bone stock motor, a few bling items, kid plate. Sure. kid plate? skid but yeah but he said a kid plate yeah maybe the kid plates the thing on the back where he puts his kid is that where he keeps his children and and, and the skid plate is the thing on the bottom mm-hmm. i mean you wouldn't want to put a kid in front of mm-hmm. them there yeah so this is a this is a ktm 1190 yeah ktm hard luggage tour tech headlight and guard i'm surprised he didn't say that that it was more powerful than a KTM. Wait a minute. <laughs> I recognize where this bike is. Picture is taken. This picture is mm-hmm. taken at Lakeside. Yeah, just down the street. Yeah. He, cool, he said he listened to the show, and I said you should should, uh, should submit a photo. And he's like, okay. That was a quick turnaround. Yeah. No wonder he didn't put any information there. <laughs> I was I was. It, this is just going to start going down endo row. Yeah. Because yeah. of lack of information. But uh, it's a clean bike. What's the big thing on the back? A trash compactor? KTM luggage. KTM luggage. Hard luggage. 
That it does look like a trash compactor, doesn't it? It looks like a trash can. Yeah, <laughs> looks like I, a cool. Looks like a cooler. No, but if you look at the way the handle, yeah. like the the front thing and the, the side thing, it looks like one of those trash cans that you step on the lid and it pops <laughs> open. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, the way adventure bikes are going these days, I'm surprised nobody has started putting trash compactors on their bike because you could be the most happening guy at the adventure rider rally that you go to because like everybody brings so much stuff and then they, they use some of it and then you could just compact it all into smaller things. I think we need to go into business, Logan. We're going to make ADV bike trash compactors. Uh, <laughs> um, not enough scratches. I don't see enough scratches, but he does have knobby tires on it and they almost look like Kenda big blocks. They might be TKC eighties. I'm not really sure. They look like eighties. They, they look a little more square than the big blocks. So where are we at with this one? Who's rating it? He did just say it's actually a tequila bottle holder. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, um, he's got the, he's got the blingy brake reservoir caps. Mm -hmm. I like that for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's Roos. It Roos since he's, swung by today and he's too close if we if we make that thing endo he could literally come by here and and get you know he, he literally just he, he literally knows just said he's right around the corner see the, the, yeah, the threats the threats are already coming right. I, hey look I, I can read people pretty yeah, well yeah, he yeah, knows he, where you sleep he's only he's staying like literally a football field from my house so <laughs> right yeah you're even worse off than me oh, oh Matt, Matt said yeah Matt said to take it there but uh, more complete lists uh, guys on this on this thing Wait, Wait, did we did we actually rate the the super motorbike though? I don't think I saw Trevor oh. rate it. You haven't rated it oh, yet. Oh, he's dodging. Um, dodging. Come on, don't waffle. Based on the specs, got warp run wheels. I'm a fan of those. Yeah. Um, push marketing. So I'll put it right behind this blue KTM. It's kind of a do it all bike. It's got the street and the oh, right up here on the on the roost thing. Kinda, it's a different kind of dual sport. It's a different kind of dual sport. Yeah. So I, I tell you, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to, um, we're going to answer a couple more questions and then we are going to pick our winner. Uh, I'm going to make Trevor pick it and we're going to go, uh, we, we'll, we'll bring, we'll bring back, we'll come with the winner right after right. go on break after, on after a commercial break. break. Cause it's it, just because you were the most roosting. It does not mean you win the, the hundred dollars. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to let, I'm going to let Trevor pick, but I'm pretty much going to, Tell him what I think. Okay, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna strong arm it pretty hard. Okay, okay. So, but he he it's, it's, he he gets to choose. I mean, you, you just say it. I'm an asshole. <laughs> 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 so, uh, okay. So Logan uh, should take the Logan. Do you want to get the uh, board now? Take the board. Yeah, take the board. No, you can leave. Oh, it's wrecking the whole show. It, well, it's just kind of blocking. I want to see your elbows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're we can leave it up. We'll take it down to the we'll commercial, commercial break. break. Okay, everybody can because there's people in there that have bikes on this and they they want to see what happened to all the other bikes. Where are those? They're that, the difference. That the other board Secret probably location. needs to get mounted someplace up on the on the side of the thing. We we should. I was going to hang a crankshaft up on the on the wall today. I found I have a crankshaft out of a Honda CBR 600 or something. I disassembled. Not the crankshaft, but the rod and the piston. I thought it looked cool. So um, on our 2020 YZ250 riding impression, uh, S J Sammy S 
says, good review, man. Definitely going to trade in the 250F for one of these. So you know what's good about that, Trevor? What? You sold a 2022 YZ250. That's what I do. Yeah, you sold it because that was your writing impression, right? <laughs> yep, I, yep. Wrote, I wrote it. I I did the video too. I did it all. Okay, that, yeah. That. So that's 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 good. It's a good bike too. What brought you all the way out to Pahrump here, besides to appear on this awesome show? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Logan, so I figured I should come out and <laughs> get chatted oh. up. Really? Yeah. And there's a motor. There's a motor to be built, so that that was helped. painful. That, that was a struggle to watch. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. But you, we know uh, that we know how to tighten the cylinder head. We know how to torque. Well, hey, if anybody needs to know about the torquing procedure on a Yamaha four stroke single cylinder, we are now experts because when you just do it once, you don't soak it in. But if you do it three times, um, it's that repetitive stuff that, yes. that really makes it soak in. And the, the funny thing, uh, I've learned, and, th and this is important for you, you, you guys, you know, coming up like, like most like quote journalists or these guys that are evaluating motorcycles can not even come close to doing what I did today, even what you did today, because they don't have the patience to even stand around and try to learn. They're like, screw it. Just give me another bike. Give me another free bike. I want to go riding. Um, but uh, I, I, it's, it's just amazing how, you know, each one of these bikes has its own little things. And if you work on the same thing over and over again, you kind of learn it, but I usually take it apart. And then one month later we finally get the parts and then, you know, the pieces get put back and, and it's like, I have to re-remember how I took it apart, but they, they're, they all go back together. Like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. Well, not really, but then you just realize you put one thing in there just a little bit wrong. Like today, the cam chain guide not the tensioner side, but the guide side caught us out because it needs to go in before the cylinder head goes back on. Even though it slides back down and it goes almost into position, it doesn't go into position with the cylinder head on. And this is a Yamaha thing because some of the, some other bikes that they, they will actually go in last. They, you know, so, so you have more room to work with the cam chain, then you can kind of finally slide it back in. But we found this out and it was funny because I remember the first time we when we put the GYTR head on there, we had some similar issues with the yeah. with the cam chain and alignment and all this stuff. And and I forget those because by then I've done a KTM 500 and two other bikes and and you know TTR 125. I think Dave, Dave, how's the TTR one? How big is it now? The I, the TTR one, 150? 150. 140 to 150. Yeah. So I did one of those. Another blue crew bike. Yeah. So, yeah. That one turned out good. It's, it had, you had no mechanical failures. It, no, no mechanical failures at all. And in fact, in a drag race, it proves to be much faster than yours. Oh, <laughs> my TTR. Yes. My TTR has an oval piston, by the way. So does my XR100. They have oval pistons. The technology that Honda started working on, like in the in the late 1980s, I believe. Um, and I just actually rode mine so hard that the pistons became oval uh, on the flat track. And <laughs> so I need to get, I actually talked to uh, Dwayne at BBR about uh, getting, getting some new cylinders. Because I was thinking... I was literally thinking I could just get a piston kit or something for him. And he was like, he's like, no, nah, I just get the whole, just put the whole new stuff back on. And probably it's probably gotten better because your bike definitely was, did pull mine a little bit. <laughs> it's tired. 
Um, yeah, good, good time. So anyways, what I was trying to get at is it's, it's hard to learn how to do all these different things, but it, you know, put, you know, learning how and see how they work and putting them back together the right way. And it has, and we've had good luck with all the stuff I put back together for you. Yeah. Sure. For the most part. Sure. What, what, what one do we have problem with? KTM, that circlip fell out. The circlip fell out. Ruined the motor. And then, yeah, the piston circlip. And I don't, I, 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 I think I, cause I think back about that and I'm always wondering about that. Whether it was whether it was something I did, whether yeah. it was a fault of something I did, or it was just it just came it out. Just came out. Yeah. And I mean, they just don't come out. That's the problem is yeah. they just don't come out. And I put them in the same way, and I put in hundreds of them, and that one came out. But I remember we struggled with this. Yeah, we struggled with that with that circlip going in. So I wonder if it could, you know, the same thing. Could it have been like slightly faulty circlip? Like it no, it bent. It's no, a piston. It's a bad, piston. bad piston. It's a bad lance in the piston. Huh. So and and you're saying it's bad, so it's the it's, it's the the way it's machined in there? It's either not deep enough machined or it's actually too narrow. So we're the saying two, that the two lances the, are too narrow. Oh, and it's not allowing the because it's not allowing the circlip to fully expand. Always the piston. That's you know, it, it was funny because we I kept saying it doesn't look like it didn't look like it was all the way seating in. Yeah. And but I mean, when, once I got it in there, I mean, because it, it didn't want to go in. It just didn't want to index. And we play with it. And the problem is, is you're doing it on a on a bike that the stroke is so short and the, it's so, the crank is so deep in the cases, there's not a lot of room to work with. And a lot of people will put the, they'll put the piston on, you know, they'll slide the rings and stuff into the cylinder and then set everything down and then put the piston on while it's attached to the cylinder. And we didn't. We actually had it out in the open, and we're we're working on it in the open, and then and then set the rings and the you know set the piston back into the cylinder. So we had some room, but I I just like I say I remember struggling with that a little bit, and then and then it did come out. And see, he never even blamed me. Should have gone on the internet. You should have gone to Instagram with photos. How do you know I didn't? Oh, I don't know. Nobody told me about it. <laughs> like my my Instagram reporters don't don't tell me. Dave, do you have a social media advisor that does this? Yeah, I have a social media divider a uh, uh, divider advisor that takes care of all that kind of stuff for me yeah because you're you, so you see you so that's how you know what i'm doing you follow me on social media yeah exactly and that's actually why i don't know much about anything on social media because <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting there <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to drop drop off that uh thing logan what are you are you on social media right now or are you just twiddling your thumbs twiddling the cord okay twiddling the cord that's that's good. <laughs> Is this show putting you to sleep yet? Me no. No. Have you learned anything tonight? Yes. Did you learn anything in school today? No. Oh no. We have to go through this again. <laughs> hey Dave. <laughs> yeah. There was not really a full school day. Oh. The heater broke. The heater broke at school? Yeah. And they had to send you home? They had a snow day, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Trevor stood out in the garage all day long in his freaking shorts and T-shirt. And it was flip like flops. flip-flops. It was really cold. It was all day long. And you know what's funny? I didn't say nothing. I just like, hey, you know what? You got legs. You can walk and get more clothes if you need them or something like that. I didn't bring anything. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, that that's – but – 
like he wanted to learn something. So he was there suffering. You should have, you should have, when they canceled, you should have walked up to teacher, principal or whatever and said, I demand to learn more today than this. I would, mm-hmm. I would, I think you, you, you would have made a statement. You'd be a freak, but you <laughs> yeah. would have made a statement. And then, and then, and then when, and then when they, then they look at completely confused, you go, you need to raise my grades. <laughs> that's, that's how you bargain. So, okay. Well, I think we're about time to take a quick commercial break, right? Yeah. We ready yeah, to we're do there. That? Has George been putting up stuff in the, in the, in the, uh, the links in the chat. No, I am trying to find uh Fox, uh, Fox racing. F A H Q F A H Q racing. How long is the commercial? Like time Two for you to leave. Minutes. Enough time for you to get out of here. Can we do some Dakar talk for, okay. Oh, you want yeah. to talk about Dakar? Sure. There's okay. a lot of people in the chat. Want, want because me, I like racing. So, Oh, it's the one thing we don't talk about in this show unless it like, okay, go ahead. Okay. But these are your guys. No, I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about Dakar. We're probably, we're no, you know what? You need to w- listen to the Dakar daily podcast. Jesse Just, Ziegler Jesse show. Jesse and Quinn do a good job with that. Too. Yeah, they really do. Actually yeah. it's, they, they do because Jesse is a fan and kind of, he, he, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have any rally experience. And then Quinn has a ton and Quinn is, is very involved with the KTM side of things. Competition. I mean, yeah, he understands he understands it and and he knows a lot of people that are that are here doing it. So that that's a great if you want to get really good insight, go there. Don't listen to what this donkey has to say. But I have an opinion about everything, so let's go. Fire away. What do we got? What are the questions? Shoot them. Nine out of ten. No reference manual. Uh hold on. Well, Logan, I did put some of them in the in the chat, but see Ryan Nitson's listening. He's uh he's one of Jesse's minions. Oh he is. He has yeah. to work for Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder like what that's like. Yeah, he said thanks for the plug. I got a question. Okay. Do you believe the Christini all-wheel drive on the <laughs> is reliable enough to do Dakar? Um no. As a system, no. Mm-hmm. Not even close. It would require it would require a lot of maintenance. And it, and it would not be an advantage in today's conditions, the today's bikes or anything like that. I think I think that system is is it it would be the best thing ever if they put it on adventure bikes just like we have four-wheel drive trucks mm-hmm. it's like this but not for not for racing and when you learn how to ride it uh it can work really good especially in sand especially in like like low traction situations i i like i like it actually i was i was thinking about going out and riding some figure eights on on it the other day i just wanted to go do it because it carves so okay next question Justin Smith. So what's the Jimmy scoop on Dakar? I don't have a Jimmy scoop. I'll tell you, uh, like what I think, what I see is that, is that, and I, and it's very unfortunate is that the organization has made the navigation to the point where it's a guessing game. You come to a note and you have to guess where to go. And my problem with this is, and, and I, and I've seen, I've seen some notes. I've, I've looked, I've seen, you know, videos. I've watched the trackers. I've done as much as I can without actually being there. And I've talked to some of the guys that are actually there. And it's the point where if you get to a note that's, 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 we're not going to call it, we'll, we'll say, oh, we'll even say maybe it's a difficult note. It may not even be a difficult note. It's just a note. And you have to guess where to go all of a sudden that's not navigation anymore. That's guessing. And so when you, when you 
when your note, your navigation trips up six or seven of the best guys in the world at doing this and they lose anywhere between, depending on where they started, anywhere between an hour and, and then, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, all of them. And when you watch what these guys did, they did everything right. I mean, as far as like, okay, if the note was a little bit messed up or it was a little bit tricky, they did all of the things to quote, solve it, but they didn't. And, and then by the time they took the time, 30 minutes to an hour, and really the first people that got there did the most work. They did an extra 30 minutes of work, which meant ride 11 kilometers, come back 11 kilometers to try it again, try something different, ride another 11, you know, right. Cause it, it, the next waypoint was literally 11 kilometers away. The next ver what we'll call a note that you could verify off of was, was so far away and they do all this stuff. Then what you've built is a, is a race between scavenger hunts. And then it doesn't matter how good of a motorcycle racer you are, how fast you are. It's just how lucky you get and how lucky you get on the timing to be at the right place at the right time, because you can be a pretty good navigator and show up on this group and you're going to still be screwed. Or you could be a no good navigator and you can show up in this group and you could quote, I just got lucky. And that's what you listen to some of the interviews. Some of these guys are going, well, I just got lucky. And it's like, how, how, how many guys are hucking like are quadding something at a supercross and going, well, I just got lucky. No, these guys know exactly what they're doing. And, and, you know, you start talking about like, you know, watching any sort of high level. So my take on it is, is that they, they need to make sure the navigation they, and the problem is they're in a tough position. The organization is in a very tough position because I think they're mandated, they're mandated to slow the racers down. And I, and I think when, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think their insurance companies and stuff are like, you must take steps to slow these guys down because we don't want people getting killed. And so what do they look at? They look at the average speed of the day and, and th that, okay. Or, or it's like, Hey, make the bikes go slower, lower the top speed. They're doing all these things that, that people in a boardroom that have no idea what they're talking about. Well, they, they slowed the top speed down and they made the bike slower. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can still ensure this check. This is my, this is my take on, on why it's getting pushed down. Cause they want to do restrictor plates and they want to, they want to, they want to. And if you listen to the racers, they don't want this stuff because it's way more dangerous. If you're, if you're trying to go across the desert at 149 kilometers an hour, instead of 150, because you're going to get a penalty. And if you go 145, you're going to lose. And if, you know, and you're concentrating on that, whether it's a beeping noise or whether it's your odometer, you're going to hit something. You're already distracted by this damn map book you have to read. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But they, so so there's compli complicated thing where they have to make the navigation more tricky. But if they make it too tricky, no matter who starts in front, they're going to lose time. As much as you practice, as much as you get good at this stuff, you're going to lose time. So all of a sudden it becomes a little bit more of a chess match. Like, okay, where do I start? How slow do I need to go to be able to win this thing in the end? And and maybe that organization, which of course does the Tour de France. So they're very good at trying to preserve a race event over a long period of time that has strategies in it. Something that's boring as crap. I mean, watching, you may disagree with me, Trevor. Watching a bunch of guys pedal for 300 kilometers across the flats to wait to get to one hill where they're going to race is pretty boring. 
Yeah, I agree. But they can build it up and they can talk about all this other strategy and all this other stuff. And, 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 and so I, I don't know where it's going. I really, I really don't. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that it might get lost. Like the, you know, they, they could, they could do stuff to make it, you know, like long, you know, more marathon days, like really emphasize the marathon thing, but allow these guys to be able to race. The problem is right now they're, they, they start off the starting line. And it's a motocross race for three hours. They are pinning it and they pin it between navigation. And if they, the problem is if they make that navigation too tricky, then they slow down. Everybody catches up. They have a bunch of people, which is actually kind of good for the cameras. Cause you get multi-bike shots, which, you know, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer, but that's my take. That's my whatever. What what else is going on? Oh, or did I just fire fire up the question machine? Okay, go ahead, Bob. Cars run this currently are running the same tracks, but I believe one of these days they're gonna each the cars and the bikes are gonna go their own loop, and then the next day they ride the loop the other ones did, which is gonna be really shitty for the second the second day. Um, you know, but th- at least then the cars get to open, which they do. They did this once last year, I believe as well. So, um, yeah. Do we have other questions there? Uh, so Ryan, Ryan Netson, Netson, Netson. Where's his dad? His dad got bored of the show. Uh, he's put him to sleep. He's probably a super fan of Jesse now. Oh, he watches uh, Jesse uh, show. Now that Ryan's a cycling guy. <laughs> uh, so he had said, Skyler, <coughs> Skyler said governors are being implemented next year. Uh, they, they, there's talk of it. There's, it hasn't been, it hasn't been decided, but it, whether it's, whether it's, um, governors or speed limits, the, the organization has said that they're doing something. I don't think, like I say, none of the riders are fans of either of those things. And for the reasons I just, I just told you, I mean, if, if anybody's ever ridden a restrictor plate bike and I have, um, what you lose is, is, especially is throttle response and power when you need it. And you think about what, you know, and then like, I hate to use this saying, but you know, they say like when in doubt gas out, or you need to, you need power to kind of, when that bike starts going nose down into a bump and you don't have power to pull the front end back out or it's crappy throttle response because they're going to tune the bike with a restrict, restrictor plate to make maximum power at peak RP. And they're going to tune it to, to run as fast as they can. So it's, it's uh yeah not good. Neither of those solutions are good. Just it's it's about as good as a six tire rule, by the way. <laughs> Another dangerous one. Yeah, dangerous. It's like the bikes didn't slow down; they just wouldn't stop. Yeah, and then they were blowing up tires. So yeah, they need they need a larger they need a a more educated. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out of it. Oh, they've they've been trying to slow down everything. You know they. They they put they put restrictions like quads have a speed limit you know so the quads are under under speed limit I think UTVs as well or they have restrictor plates I don't know there's different rules yeah I know the quads I know the quads do have a speed limit it's hard for the quad to go that fast but it's a it's a it's a speed limit what's the next one Logan it is from Cole Smith are those Jimmy are they your ISDE Gold medals on the wall behind you. Let's not talk about me. <laughs> How about Mason Klein? Dark horse for sure. Who? <laughs> Mason Klein. Sounds like a dark horse. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all okay. the... Uh, hold on. So Justin Smith. So 
he said something about writing three notes in one box on the right. Um, is, is that what that one note? No, was? that's no that that note. Well, actually, that note had yeah, it was it was a triple note essentially. But the third thing in the note, it said continue on main piece principal piece. It, it this is what it said, and there was no main piece there, and. And, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that comes into it. Like there's, there's a lot of times what they call an opening car that goes out there and the opening car le leaves tracks, but the opening car is there to verify the course for safety. And so sometimes you can follow the opening car tracks and there was a set of tracks on the ground that went completely the wrong way, which is typical. It happened back in my day, y you know, but, you know, did the opening car make a mistake by not modifying that note to take away the principal piece or did they just go did they go around it in order to you know who you know who knows it's it's difficult and then and then like like i said you if you trip up five or six really good navigators then generally there's something wrong with the note it, it's it's not that there because it wasn't just ricky right it was also it was a bunch the, of like big names the, right yeah benavides yeah there was a there was definitely a few guys toby price was in there there's all these guys and i i yeah. know andrew was there Andrew lost 30 minutes there. And Andrew is like, Ricky and Andrew, the cool thing about those guys is they navigate in two, they I would call them two completely different styles. And so if if a note is quote tricky, tricky enough to, 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 to trip one of those guys up, the other guy will figure it out. And then vice versa. You know, if it's as this style, there's certain styles of notes that these guys are very good at doing based on their techniques, the, the way that they break things down. And so when I saw both those guys get screwed up, I go, oh, notes messed up. That was the first thing I thought in my head. Notes screwed up because one of these guys would have figured it out. They're not, they're, they're, they're not, they're, they're really good. So, yeah. Mm. Next. And Chris Real says, uh, made for TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I like Victor's joke. Yeah. It, it, Victor says, uh, it should be the Dakar, the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's kind of I, what I'm feeling a little bit of. I mean, yeah, call me bitter, especially, you know, since my guys aren't doing all that well right now. Uh, but I, you know, I, and and we kind of knew that this is the direction that they're going, that they're we trained for this. We really practiced this. But when uh, just like I said, when you pull it out of the when you when you when you make the note so tricky that it involves guessing. Guessing is not navigation. Navigation is a very precise thing and 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 being vague is is one thing but you have to you can't be so vague that it requires a complete guess you know if it requires you know slow down to be complicated that's okay but the, these guys are getting so good that they can look at it and they don't slow down much they're really good at it. so if you have to make it vague to slow them down that's wrong no longer a race it's a guessing game so, so, okay, so I'm just going to ask like a super easy uh, bench racing question. Who is the favorite right now? Is it Sam, Su is it that Sam Sunderland or do you think someone else is going to come up? Cause I see Skylar Howells is actually still Skylar's doing great. Yeah. He's doing really yeah, good. Skylar, Skylar is in, in it. It's kind of like his, his thing has been to just kind of position himself in the middle, you know, not, mm -hmm. and, and there's no doubt that that guy can ride as fast as anybody there. 
right? Um, and 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 stuff. But who's the favorite right now? There, there's no favorite because because <laughs> it can happen to anybody, right? And, and, there could be another any, note. There could be another note, and you can lose another hour just like that. And it's not necessarily your fault. The better a navigator you are, I suspect, the less chance you would have to get super tripped up. But mm-hmm. That doesn't count anymore. You can be, you can just be lucky. And I've heard, like I said, I've heard guys come through the finish and go, I was lucky. And I'm like, that's not the way I like to live my rally life. It'd be the opposite <laughs> where like the, the guys that can't navigate quite as well, they, they're the ones taking the guesses and they just happen to get it right. Whereas like Ricky or Andrew, they're trying so hard. To- <sighs> no, I think I, you have to, and, and everybody, all these guys up in the front, they have, they have enough navigation prowess to kind of, to, to do the the basics the things the 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 right things but it's just when it gets complicated there's techniques that you can use to 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 do it more efficiently and faster and 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 the problem is is that so and, and it just involves you arriving at the right time because i know some other guys that are really good navigators that were farther back and when they got to this area like a lot of times they kind of just sort of follow, they, they, they confirm the notes and they follow where the tracks went, but all of a sudden the tracks went everywhere. And when the tracks go everywhere, especially in wet sand, if there was a road, you can't see anymore. And the same thing happened to the top cars, top cars showed up there, went, did the note exactly like they should. And they lost exactly the same amount of time as, as Ricky and, and Andrew did. So they went through all the same procedures and there's two brains in that car yeah. that are trying to figure it out. And it didn't, work out they didn't get lucky some cars got really lucky yeah you know they just you know and there's and there's there's techniques that if 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 in 11 kilometers there is a waypoint and people have got it you know if you ride up you you're in a car and you ride up there and you see that the top bikes have gone through there is a way that you can do something to figure out how to get there to how to, to do it and i'm kind of surprised that they didn't they didn't do that. But then again, I, the, the car isn't a motorcycle a car can get stuck and it can't go yeah. cross country as good as a motorcycle can. So you have to be a little careful where you take a car and this is sand. So they get stuck easy. So that might've been that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I see Pablo is, he is leading, right? Pablo is leading. Pablo is doing great. Pablo has a, he has a 15 minute, 15 lead. minute lead. Yeah. So he's the, he's the quad guy that I work with and, uh, I like quads. <laughs> Is it okay? Teach your own. He's Blue Crew. Oh, there we go. It's all good. It's <laughs> on, all good. I was on the Raptor 700. No, it's all good. It's I was surprised. Good. I was just surprised. How, oh, uh-uh. Not a banshee? No, they don't do banshees <laughs> in that car. Yeah. But there is a lot of dunes, right? <laughs> There's a lot of dunes. Yeah. But they ride They ride the They ride the play ones, the play quads. Yeah. I, his, I could, his quad's gnarly. Still can't believe how fast that guy was going on, on that quad. Mm-hmm. He's 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 like the Ricky Brabeck of quads. <laughs> he hauls ass. He hauls the mail. Yeah, yeah. So so. Hey, Ricky raced a quad once. I, I remember that. Yeah. Twenty palms, I think. Yeah, I think. He, I, think he, I don't know if it was his or it was Patty Blaze. Yeah, squad. yeah. How did he do? Some people make big mistakes in their lives. I think he won, though. Yeah, I think he might have won. (laughs) (laughs) He could have. Maybe that's what he's going to come back to a quad career after this. Uh, Justin Smith is 
saying stage four starts in three minutes. Yeah, it this does. Might, might turn into a, a stage uh, watch party. No, we're not. We're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> Trevor's got to drive home. You can you can you can watch the results. You can keep refreshing that that, yeah. uh, that feed and see what everybody's doing tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to be pretty interesting. I. <laughs> I, I I saw where people are starting and I think everybody wanted it. Everybody wanted to sandbag a little bit more, but nobody wanted to lose as much time. But because there could be a couple hours sitting out there <laughs> right? <laughs> on the guess on the guessing game that we call Dakar. <laughs> so, OK, with that, we're going to take a little break and uh, come back with the winner of Rooster Endo that Trevor is going to allegedly decide. Logan is going to we're going to give you a Red Bull or a monster. What do you want? Stay awake. I don't have much experience with them. So. Oh, staying off the energy drinks. Good for you. I was just saying either is a good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we'll see you uh, in a few minutes. All right. Let it rip. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. One. I've lost my co-hosts. They just, they everybody, of them just gone. Everybody ditched. Well, I'm still here. Okay. I think you coming back on the show, Logan? What? Or did you quit? No, I'm trying to fix my mistake. Oh, fix my mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like the entire entirety of my life. Trevor, thank you for joining Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. We'll have to get you out here more often. I, I want to do more than just 20 minutes of riding. I want to show you how awesome I am on the sand track. And if this were a show where you talk about racing, I would talk about how I'd smoke you. It's just, just straight up. That's <laughs> what I would do. We also um, we could also use another instructor. Oh, yeah. You need, you need to come out and learn the techniques. Saw how much he's making today. It's a pretty good day. Tempting. It's almost as good as working for Terry Beal, evidently. Almost. Push marketing. Push marketing. For all of your moto marketing needs. How come he's not getting us more sponsors for the show? He's doing a little bit. But tell him he needs to really focus. Focus. Focus, yeah. <laughs> tell him it's like a new Yamaha model launcher. He has to think of something cool like, like the air box is white because it cools the air down. It was like one degree cooler. It, it's cooler. It's cooler, cooler when it comes into the into the into the engine when when the airbox is white. You didn't know this? Ask Terry about this. You really need to ask him because he he told me that was that was the way it was. And I said, "Are you sure?" And he said, "Absolutely." And then when then when they went back to the black airboxes, I asked him. I said, "Well, what about that cool air?" And there was no response. What about the iBooster? Oh, he, he the, 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 the i oh the worst product ever. Yeah, he was pimping that for a while too. You were the, talking about it. I would, I would like to note that you're having a really good conversation once you left the microphone. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, who cares? Like, are you watching it? It sounds the same. <laughs> Could you hear what he was saying? A little bit? Yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah. We'll fix it up in post. Trevor talked and kind of like, you guys are kind of the same. I like co-hosts that don't talk except for when I'm drinking. Right. So, um, anyways, uh, thank you for joining the show. Drive yeah. safe. Yeah. You need a monster or something like that? Maybe. Just know. walk down the hall. There's a whole selection of them. Just don't get into the booze, okay? Is it Ricky's Monsters? Yeah, they're Ricky's monsters. They're sponsor stuff. Right. Yeah, I don't. You don't think I buy any of that stuff? No. I get them. I get sponsored too. I had Red Bulls too. Kendall, Ooh. Kendall got me on the Red Bull program, but okay. they're all gone. They're they're having a hard time sourcing cans, evidently. So, uh, okay, everybody, welcome back to the show. Um, sorry for the little sidebar. Glad my co-host finally decided to speak up on his way out the door after he got off the mic. Yeah, off the mic. <laughs> um, did you see that? How we had a nice, interesting conversation, Logan. Yeah, it's that's what makes this show is uh -huh. interesting conversations. Yeah, so cool. Oh, he 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 also did choose, didn't he? He made the choice. He made the choice. Yeah, he made the choice for the uh, for the hundred dollar Takamoto thing. And I would like to uh, congratulate. It's Justin Smith, right? Justin Smith. Justin Smith. Um, and so this this for a lot of reasons, and believe me. Like the headlock I had Trevor in was nothing um, compared to my uh, enjoyment that Justin rattled off a couple of the really important things here. Use a lot of gas. Keep your oil fresh. Keep your air filter clean. These are things we say in the show. And he he did a he did a nice picture. This is a this is a it's actually a really beautiful picture. Almost so much so that you can't see the bike that well, but we see enough of it. And he had a complete list of most of the stuff on the thing. And even though it, he tried to make it an insult that he towed a Hoogsaberg out of the desert, what he really did was assisted a hand to Hoogsaberg. So he's a Hoogsaberg lover um, by default. And and by that, um, you know, it, his his picture will be being towed along by my Hoogsaberg on the, on the board. It, it's been officially... Um, boosted up into the roost segment. So, uh, Justin, enjoy your hundred bucks from Takamoto. Uh, yeah, let reach us out, reach out to Mike. Yeah, reach out to Mike. Let us know uh, what you do to your bike, and uh, we'll go from there. But thanks again for supporting the show. If you're wondering, we're, we're really looking for video submissions, and uh, don't say you heard it here, but I think our first good video submission that follows the rules will probably win that week i just said that so the first good video submission may i i want to apologize to husky holler husky holler yeah he he actually made me a shorter video oh and he did he sent it to me as like a youtube link uh -huh. and i didn't respond with, to give him enough time to actually send me the actual video so okay download it so <clears throat> partially on me so that thing's in kind of the front of the, it's in the front of the line right now it's in front of the line front yeah i, line. I, I oh, told him if you, i told him the, i'm sorry i didn't respond sooner could if be you get the, first the next one. hour it'll be on the show but you were jibber jabbering before the show you weren't concentrating on uh, um, coding your photos right to uh, yeah to make yeah. them pop up in the I show did, you did not put in the right code so ran out of running ones and zeros offline dave had a good question for me dave what was your question so, Jimmy, I want to know a little bit more about the guys that are racing on the motorcycles that have to do everything on their own. Yeah. So what that's, class is that called? It's called they call it like the, the code word is Molly Moto, but it's originals by Motul. I think of the, the two things. But so it's it's a separate class and it's for riders that are kind of self-supported. What's real interesting is we've got a group of riders here in the U.S. that are really trying to go their 
next year and do this. Um, Paul Neff, a good friend of mine, he does our schools up for CISPA cycles up in the Pacific Northwest. He is training for this. He really wants to go and uh, take a stab at Dakar in this because it, it kind of fits his style. And, and he's just, <laughs> he, he's a sleep under the stars on a, on a, on a, on a, I don't even want to call it a sleeping bag kind of guy, you know, eat, eat out of the can. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, it's kind of, they're, they're, they're really limited on what kind of assistant they're assistance they're allowed to have. I believe they're only allowed two sets of wheels. So the ones on the bike and then one spare set and they can have their tires changed so they can take them over to the tire truck and have their tires and mooses swapped out on their spare set of wheels. But other than that, they're doing all of their own maintenance. Um, their bikes are kind of kept in a, in an area away from anybody but themselves. There's, they have access to, you know, a full set of tools and things. They can go get parts at different, you know, from, from, you know, like from KTM or wherever. And most of these guys are riding the KTMs because there is a good parts supply from that, you know, available um, from, you know, a support crew. Uh, but they, they're kind of supposed to, you know, pack everything and, and do everything themselves. And they do. So that's, uh, that's the way that works. Why are you thinking about going Dave? I well, <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> I, I, I've heard the stories from you for, you know, how hard it is after, you know, five or six days. And I'm like, nah, nah I don't I always, do that I always had a mechanic. I always had some sort of a mechanic. My first two years were kind of like, it'd be kind of like Molly Moto, but I sort of had a mechanic, but in reality, all my mechanic did on those days was change my air filter and change the oil, which, you know, 20, yeah. 20 minutes. It wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't cartwheeling my bike and doing, you know, hard on it or in, in any way. So, um, actually yeah. what, my the, second the, year I did cartwheel my bike. I, I apologize, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I remember you saying is that, you know, you didn't, you weren't allowed to bring very much stuff with you. Like there was a very limited amount of space in the transporters and so you had to that's, like use the same socks for like half the rally and yeah and then that, you okay, got a second so box for the second half is that i mean right and that's where i was probably mega molly moto because my first year uh you know so molly moto gives what they call an airplane box it's a it's a box that's probably i don't know one it's like one meter by by you know i'm going my metric because i think that i remember what it was but so it's like it's like three feet by one feet by two feet be the size of the box so not very big um and not much space. no it's pretty and and the first year i got there uh because i was kind of riding on a ktm i was sort of on this privateer well it was it was, it was basically just a, it was kind of like the the production rally bike but they're much different back then and uh they, I had the box and KTM basically came to me and said, uh, we are going to take your box because they wanted to put their factory rider spare parts in my box. And since they were kind of sort of my support and, and my mechanic, when my mechanic showed up, who's a guy, a guy named Eric Halmerson, good friend of mine, uh, they said, Eric, you will be working on all of these guys' bikes oh, is wow. not, not just mine, but he, he that's why he didn't work oh, on my bike yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> so he was working on all these guys that were sort of on this kind of rental support program. And, uh, and, and cause he all, he also worked for KTM here in the United States. He was kind of assembling bikes and doing stuff in the back, back when KTM was very, very small. So uh, yeah, so it was, and, 
and and I said, well, so where do I what do I do with my gear bag? And they're like, we have no room on the truck for your gear bag. I'm like, well, what what do I do with it? They're like, we don't care. It's not going. So I like have my gear bag, and I'm like going, what am I going to do with this? And they're like, we don't care. Not going on the truck. I'm like, can you at least put like uh, my extra spare helmet? Or and they're like, nope. You you. They say this is Dakar. Whatever you ride off with, that's all you have for the rest of the rally. And it's funny because <laughs> that's pretty car. It, it, I, at the at the time, I was thinking, "You assholes!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody told me this. Right? But then again, I probably didn't ask. I probably just expected that I was going to be able to put a gear bag on the truck. And but in reality, that's the way some of these guys. That's the way it, it had been done in the past. I mean, there, you really didn't. You took off with everything you had on your backpack on your back, and you wore your gear that you were going to wear the entire rally. It and. So it's, it, it was, it wasn't really like that then, but it was just transitioning to where it was like this. So I got on the boat, like the Michelin man, man, I was like wearing three layers of clothing and I had all my clothes on it because everybody told me if you can get stuff on the boat, somebody will find a place to put it because all the cars are loaded on the boat and all the stuff is on the boat. And you get on the boat and you start, you know, you take your clothes off and you start finding like, Hey, car driver guy, you have a, can you throw that? You know, I got the Citroen guys were carrying a set of underwear and socks for me. I had really fast underwear and socks that year. <laughs> so. It, and, and so that was just the first year where it was that rough for you. You were able to obviously have it much easier when you, when you got onto the factory team. Well, so the first two years were kind of like this. The first year, every day I learned like something that would save my life, essentially something that like, I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to be able to take a gear bag. I didn't know there was landmines on the course, right off the side of the course. I didn't know that my mechanic was going to have to work on everybody else's bikes. You know, it's just, you learn something like this every day. And I didn't know I should have gone to the doctor when I started having diarrhea after two days. I didn't know, I didn't know that they could just give you a pill and you'd be fine. So this was uh, a little, a little rough <laughs> and it, and it caused an early, it caused, it was, I was really stupid. It was a it caused an early termination to my, uh, to my rally first year. And, and then the real deck, that car starts, you know, just getting your, getting your ass out of the desert because the rally doesn't stop for you. It's, it goes and you're, the medical yeah so when they all go when they all go by i mean there's nothing left is there it's gone it's 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 <laughs> it's 500 kilometers to the south and you're sitting in a town yeah. called zurat mauritania wondering how the hell you're going to get to to any place uh, a town famously this, famously known for still having slaves and i looked like a so really strong person it was person. back in africa it was in africa yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was africa yeah. as well mauritania yeah. <laughs> mauritania yeah. so I, I luckily got a got a seat on the last seat on uh, last two seats on the me and my mechanic on the uh, on the vip plane that was leaving thanks to franco Acherby. so franco Acherby's has effectively saved my life <laughs> so um but yeah that's and then the second year i kind of came back and i knew a little bit more so at least when we were kind of going into it i was going over there with daniel laporte who had a ton of dakar experience and he had enough pull with ktm and he had a factory bike and i kind of had the same basically i had the instead of the purple bike i had the the orange one it was the same basically the same bike 20 more cc's or something and uh we had enough pull to where i actually got a gear bag on the truck 
It was like, yeah, that was like, this is cool. I got a gear bag. There's some underwear in there and there's an extra, you know, an extra helmet and, you know, all the stuff that you probably should take when you go do something like this. But uh, yeah, Yeah. learning experience. So Molly Moto is a little bit like that, but, you know, at at least you probably know. Well, I, I imagine it'll be interesting when Paul goes over next year to hear what he didn't know like what he learned once he got there that nobody told him but he talked about it a little bit like it was two shows ago i guess matt two or three two or three shows ago um so around episode 120 Mm -hmm. and uh he talked a little bit about kind of what he was going to expect and what he was doing and it'll be real interesting to see how that how that all works out i mean because it's changed so much i'm not that valuable of a resource on the the you know the day-to-day stuff all all i know anymore is navigation and and that's changing every day too. So it's all, yeah. it's all changing. So, so it's interesting is it sounds like the Molly Moto guys these days have it way better off than your first experience there. Well, they still have to sleep in a tent. That's, that's normal. That was what we did. I, even as a factory rider, I slept in a tent. Um, yeah. They, they, they eat bivouac food. Now the factory riders all kind of have their own food. You know, they have their own food thing. They're in motorhomes, have their own food. So it's, everything's just changed. It's just evolved. And, you know, for, for better or for worse, it is, it is what it is. And I guess, you know, the TV, I always said, I've always said this, and I noticed somebody in our chat even kind of mentioned that said, it's a, you know, it's a TV show. And I knew that right from the beginning. It's, it's a giant, it's a, it gets really good ratings. It's a big TV show. So, um, now I just watch YouTube clips <laughs> and they, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. So, Anyways, uh, you did a little ride down in Mexico earlier in the year, huh? Um, yeah, did a, a lot of riding in Mexico earlier in the year, eight days, basically through rocks. The guys <laughs> I went with just like to ride on rocks instead of on nice sandy roads. I think all the sandy roads have been just destroyed by uh, trophy trucks with 40 inch tires. So, you know what? I think you're right about that. It's yeah. not, it's much different than it used to be. I, I kid you not. I remember, you know, when I, it was like really when we started riding together a lot, you know, even when we would go, we would go down to Baja and stuff, you would find those roads that you would, you would think a lot of people in class 11 cars went through here because they built up just those little tiny, it was two tracks with little berms that you could just rail around and there were no bumps to speak of. It was just fun, sandy two tracks. Now it's changed. Yeah, the, yeah, it's changed. I mean, back, like you said, back then you could just rail those corners and you just kind of unweight and wait and you're just kind of floating and it's not like that anymore. Now you're just, your teeth are getting rattled out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, and then, you know, even now, even up here, we have just UTV bumps on a lot of the roads. So for those that most people don't know, so Dave Donatoni, uh, good, one of my best friends, we started riding back in when did we start? We started riding together. It was after the, it was after the 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 ATK donuts, right? Is it, it was yes. So so we we raced against each other for a while uh, back in the in the District Thirty Seven Grand Prix and stuff like this. And Dave was one of Johnny Campbell's first partners in Baja. And went on to start riding for the factory Honda teams 
uh, finished second overall in what year? 93? I, yeah, I believe 93. Yeah. In 93. Um, and so he has a, has a, a pedigree of like lots of what double cross number one plates. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of double cross number one plates. Yeah. And so we, yeah. Yeah, we started trail riding. We kind of, we, we were racing each other. We kind of bumped into each other kind of out trail riding a couple times and then realized that we kind of had the same amount of like for the racing, which was diminishing. I would say this and way more, um, uh, desire to go trail riding all the time. Correct. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the trail riding became a lot more fun than the racing, although we still would go and race now and then. Oh yeah. The team race streak. The team race streak was a good one. Yeah. That's actually, that's, so you, you came to one of our trail rides, you came to our Thanksgiving trail ride and like the, yeah, the it, next weekend it, I said, Hey Dave, there's a, there's a, there's a team race. Would you want to team up? Cause I didn't, I was working at the magazine. I didn't really have any partners. Oh, this is a good story. This, this, the bark master. Oh, Cal city, Cal city. Remember there was this, it was, uh, uh, who, which, which it, it club was, was it? Cal city. It was the Cal city grand prix, which, yeah. Which was it prospectors that put on Cal city grand prix. Yeah. Viewfinders. Luke Peralta. Oh, viewfinders. Yeah. Viewfinders. And they had a big pro purse for the team race. And I'm like, Hey Dave, you want to, do you want to ride this? And, you know, we knew we'd be going up against some fast guys, but like we were both kind of fast, but not really. You were sort of, were you X Factory Honda at that point, or you were kind of had a. At, at that point, I believe that I I was still on the at the Honda team, and I had the Eric Krippa Krippa Barkmaster CR five hundred. Yeah. So, but you weren't allowed to race. You could only race it in closed course. That's right. There were some rules. Yeah. You couldn't race it. You couldn't race it. In the, you had to race the four stroke if you went out and did like a hare and hound or whatever. And so yeah, exactly that would. Right. So, so yeah, you took this thing and uh, did you, did you, was it vet or unclassified? So I, I took it and it had a brand new piston in it. And, and so I, I raced it in the, I think the unclassified race, the first race in the morning. Yeah. Cause I don't and, think I was, uh, at that time, I don't think I was old enough to ride the vet race. So, so you might've, but or I remember maybe it was a vet. Yeah. I, hey, I no, lined it up in one of the races. Hey, knowing us, knowing us, yeah. we, we showed up, we showed up late. <laughs> yeah. We, we, you know, there's no, if unclassified was super early, it's like, why waste time? We're just going to show up and ride the, you know, ride enough till we can ride around. So yeah. So probably it was vet race. Cause I sort of, I'm starting, starting to remember some of this. Yeah, so it was probably the vet race, and I, I remember lining it up and and going off the start and going through the gears, and just before I clicked it into fifth, the thing just <laughs> locked up. How fast was it going? Oh, I was probably probably going nearly ninety miles an hour at yeah. that point. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was more like a hundred and something. I thought it was up to a hundred because remember we it, talked to the cop that was in the street with a radar gun. Oh, it was, it would go 119 is yeah. what he said. <laughs> no, I think it was 112 actually. Cause, and that was after it ceased. Because yeah. <laughs> we talked, we talked to him at the end of the day. And I remember, cause I, I did I start the team race? Or you started. 
I think I'm pretty sure I started it. Yeah. So I think you started the team race and, and I'd rode my KX 250 in whatever the 250 race or whatever it was. And I just remember I was going down that straightaway and kind of your speed doesn't really on the pavement. It's not, it's not all there. And, and you told me that I didn't have to let off at all. When I went off the pavement out into the desert, I could just, I could just, uh, you know, just leave it wide and just keep going. And I was just singing it down the pavement. And I remember the cop was out of his thing with his radar gun. He jumped in the car, closed the door and threw it in reverse and started backing up. When I was, when I went off, when I went off into the desert, cause I didn't lift, you said not to. <laughs> so, so, so I held that thing. He was backing up and this is why I talked to him because he came over and talked to us at the, at the van at the end of the day. <laughs> He's like, I had you, I, would, I had you at 112. I thought you were going to hit me. There's no way you could turn. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. And and then here's the cool thing. You go out in the desert and then the bike just went, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it didn't even rev. It just, just kept moving at about a hundred. Yeah. That bike was geared to the moon and it had the motor to pull it. Thank you, Eric Krippa. Yeah. That was such a, that, and, and I, and you got in trouble for letting me ride it. I remember that because I wasn't, yep. I wasn't a, a Honda guy. You weren't an authorized uh, rider. Yeah, but we we did win by like a huge margin. Like we beat Rossler that day, and we beat everybody. Yeah, we, we beat we, everybody. Like well, I think we beat like some really some heavy hitter heavy hitter teams like Larry and I. Maybe it might have been Kenny Perry or someone like that. But we beat some. No, Bruce wouldn't have been there. Or Dave wouldn't have been able to ride with me. <laughs> he would have, he would have yeah. been shut down immediately. <laughs> but but we, uh, beat, we beat some big name guys. I mean, the team green guys and, you know, a couple of the team green guys were there and, yeah. you know, we beat them and it was a nice payday for us as well. I remember Huge. that. Huge. I mean, like when, I mean, back then for racing motorcycles, I think we both walked away with at least a couple grand a piece, at least. Yeah, we yeah, we did. It was, we were both just kind of laughing going, wow, this is yeah. cool. <laughs> it, it wasn't, it, we should do this more often. Yeah, we should do this more often, which we started doing. And then, and then, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, and I would usually just, because we, we stopped, we, we started riding test bikes, right? I was bringing bikes from the magazine. Yeah, exactly. We started doing that when you were working at cycle world, cycle world. Yeah. 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 So it goes back. That go to the SRA Grand Prix, you know, hone the craft, then show up at the, uh, back then it was just a Grand Prix, but it was a district 37. It wasn't quite a big six. They were, they were just different, but all the clubs were trying to outdo each other by having the big pro purse for the team race. And, uh, that was, we made it, made it, made a few, made a few bucks, <laughs> had some really good times, but, uh, so that's that. And then, and then, but, but what really happened is we started, we started realizing how much we like to go on really <laughs> stupid, ridiculously hard trail rides, generally on XR 400s. Yeah. Well, I, I believe what happened was at, at some point during that trail riding time, you were going back to the car and so we had a rule as far as oh it was it was uh, the, it was the extreme enduros before Dakar. It was oh, going, it was extreme enduros. Remember, I was going to the Gilles Lay and over to uh, um, do the two K, the beach race, and a couple That's of those right. other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so explain the rule. <laughs> so I believe the rule was that you had to ride either a half a day, which is. 12 hours, right? Because right. there's 24 hours in a day. So half a day, 12 hours, or 
150 miles of trail. Yep. That was those were the whichever, rules. Whichever came last. Whichever came second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those so were, we were out there from sun up to sundown, and uh, it was it was every just, every Saturday morning. It was like I remember we'd meet at like the 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 Denny's in in uh, Silmar or whatever. Where where is that? Is, yeah. is that what it was? Denny's is Silmar. Yeah, in Silmar, and we we carpool from there. Yep, and then it was it was to Mojave Bob's house, park at Mojave Bob's, open up his garage before he'd wake up in the morning. Uh, get our gear on, and then what time we come back? Just dark and time for human soup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always we always rode back in the dark. It was always dark when we were riding back to Bob's, and he was always worried about us. Yeah, and <laughs> and and you 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 always seem to not have a headlight. Don't somehow the headlight always seemed to stop working right around dusk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I would ride in, you know, on your, basically on your side. Yeah. Using your head as well. And we, we yeah. still just kept it taped. One, one headlight works for two. It's all good. But the, the, so the, the funny, another no, it's, it's, it's just kind of like what we're doing is like, we, we just go in these stupid, I mean, there, there were just stupid rides and like, we just always make them worse. And just going on like harder, more and more difficult train, uh, you know, so because I really wanted to do well at the extreme. Drill. And and here's here's Logan. Here's how you can tell you got a good a, a good buddy. You just like and this is back before like you could text or anything like that. I have to call him like on a phone mm-hmm. and the phone had a cord attached to it that went into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you dial the, the thing and I call Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'd say uh, tomorrow we're riding. Yep. Okay, see ya. That was the end of the discussion. We didn't have to talk about what time to meet, where to meet, knew it. He didn't ask, like, what time am I going to be home? Uh, he didn't have to ask what kind of gear do I bring? How much, How much? you know, how much money? He didn't, no, there's no question. He just knew we're going to go riding. We're going to be out for a long time. Just be prepared. Mm-hmm. And then never never complained. There's no no complaints. I had never had any complaints. Even even when his light didn't work, we figured 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 a way out of it. But uh, how long did you ride that CR two fifty without cooling in it? I, I I bet you that I rode it for several months before I discovered that there was no water in it. Yeah, so we we boiled the cooling out this one time, and yeah. we, we didn't we didn't have any any water, and then by the time we got back to bonks which is jawbone canyon store this is a mm-hmm. place on the side of the 14 where we'd ride down out of the mountains and we go there we were probably really cold or really hungry or combination of the both and uh we got there and just decided to what was it we used to put like um i used to buy the cinnamon candies remember those cinnamon ball things, the fireballs oh and, i remember those and you'd put them you'd put them in your mouth between your cheek and gum kind of like chew and it, it would it would start burning in your mouth and then your face wouldn't get that cold or you wouldn't think it would get that cold. Mm-hmm. And that was right after you ate this like really toxic looking bonks dog, which was, you know, the rotisserie grill. Yeah. Where the hot dogs spin. <clears throat> They'd been there for at least a month. Oh. And we'd, we'd get a couple of those. And yeah, we'd call it a bonk, bo- a bonk, bonk dog. Bonk dog. Bonks. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it bonks? Yeah. Jawbone store. Yeah. Get, it'd get you home. It'd take you home and uh, it'd make it make it back to Bob's. By then, you you couldn't feel your hands or anything. But then we go to this place that was a Chinese restaurant, and it was we we called it Human Soup. 
Mm-hmm. And you know when you're kind of cold and really hungry and you go someplace and, and Bob said it was the only place that was safe to eat Mojave. So we'd go there. And the reason we called it human soup is you get this bowl, this bowl of soup, this stuff. And I don't really like soup, but it was a bowl and they did like just whatever they had, like, okay, we're going to chop up some beef and some celery and some this. And the, they're just chopping stuff up as they're just chopping stuff up. And they get so excited because they want to make you a really good soup. They start chopping and they start chopping their finger off. And they literally, they literally, there would be like four or five slices of the person that was serving you's finger in the soup. But it was, you were so hungry. It was so good. It really did taste good. I'm, I'm not lying, am I, Dave? No, you're not. I mean, we just didn't ask questions. We no, just no said, qu- can we get the soup? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> and then we didn't, didn't ask get, what was in it get, or anything get like that. soup. And it, and it was good. You know, yeah. got us re-energized, able to drive home. It was all, <laughs> all good. And then, then maybe, then maybe we might have to stop on the way home at like Bob's classy lady. Oh uh, yeah. Allegedly. We, did. <laughs> we, we may have, we may have once or twice. <laughs> once or twice back in the day. No, it was, no, it was, yeah. cla- no, it was classy chassis. Where was it? It, it wasn't. No, they're car they're car restoration joints, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some, <laughs> yeah, how did that how did that work? <laughs> I don't remember. Which one was it? It was it was it was what was the one like down by the that down down like by the railroad tracks? Down the Bob's Bob's class it was classy lady. Bob's classy lady. <laughs> I can't even believe I remember this. So anyways, I nothing like a long time but yeah <laughs> nothing like that to finish off of 12 or 14 hour trail <laughs> yeah, i think i was gone from home probably a good 16 hours to on those saturdays every yeah. so were you i had another hour drive <laughs> from there yeah headed, headed down yeah. yeah or 18 so logan that's how you find a good good riding buddy with the exception of the right right after you finish your soup you go home yeah yeah got that Logan had a, a little hottie that was wanting to hang out with him last week, but he he ditched her to go riding dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Any other good stories there for us, Dave? I'm just trying to remember the the time we were testing the Cannondale motorcycle at first i think the, it was the first the year. year it had few engines. yeah bike of the year it was it was it was the only year it was it would it was only offered with fuel injection so yeah and i remember that we were riding along and we were like going yeah this bike's pretty good and then all of a sudden it, it just kind of stopped the candle stopped, i believe yeah and and so we started taking the seat and the tank off and we're trying to figure it out and the fuel line that's the that was the gas gas Oh, that was the gas gas. So, got the big bulge in the fuel line. So, okay. So remember this, I'll tell you, this is where this story gets even better. So we were out riding. So I, I was, you know, editor, off-road editor at Cycle World Magazine. I had the latest, greatest, trickest, whatever. And so I tended to ride the stuff that was the most hard to tune, junkiest stuff I needed to learn the most about bikes. And Dave was always there. Yeah, I'll ride it, whatever. Just bring it on. So we had a gas gas back when gas gas was Spanish fuel injected i think it was fse 450 and we had a cannondale 440e two fuel injected bikes 
And so we, we're going to go ride way up in the mountains and do all of our, you know, normal hard loops and test them. And we were on the way back and the gas gas popped a fuel line. Like it was, it wasn't a high enough pressure fuel line that went into the injector. And we were on the side of the road. And that was the day of the, the 14 flat tires, wasn't it? Or was that a different day? Uh, that yeah, it could have been that same day, but because I know not. I know we were on those two bikes when we had all the flat tires, because that's when the guys rode up to us and we're on the side of the road, and the and the guy wanted like thirty bucks for a front tube. He like he's oh, like he's, he's he's like first of all he tells us we're on the side of the road, bike up on the edge of the road, wheel off, we're out there, and. We're, we're literally bailing wire the tube. We pulled the tube out and we actually wire tied the tube to pinch it where the, the slice was. And and we we're at this point, and I think this may have been the second time we were doing this. The first one actually held, but this, I don't remember what was going wrong. It was just like tube hell. And this guy pulled up and he he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I was riding all the Jimmy Lewis trails up in these mountains. I was riding Jimmy Lewis trails. He's telling this to me. As he's trying to yeah, charge, looking, as he's trying to charge me thirty bucks for a tube, and I'm, I have my helmet off, and I mean maybe I'm not that recognizable. I don't know, but you know maybe you know that that Jimmy Lewis cat works at a magazine where he, he would be the only guy that would have a Cannondale and a Gas Gas, and this guy's just like, and and he, I don't I don't think he was screwing with us because it, it definitely wasn't, and and we're like yeah okay cool and he and then uh, anyways I paid him thirty bucks for the freaking tube. After he'd ridden yeah. my trails all day long, and uh, yeah, yeah, allegedly, yeah, that guy—he had no idea who he was talking to. That's, <laughs> no, that's but he sure. was such like, like man, help but, a buddy out. You know, even if you don't know, even if you don't know who the guy is, or wait a minute, maybe it's because I'm an ass, Logan, and he was getting back to me. <laughs> yeah, he he maybe. did it on purpose, maybe, or or it was just a, a, a yeah. divine intervention. Anybody maybe he could. Give him that too. Yeah. Anybody with a dirt bike can give them that too. Yeah, you don't charge the guy you just rode his no. trails all day. No. Allegedly, that yeah, Bob, you're raising no, your hand. Back in those days, you used to call a gas gas work work. Work work, yeah. The gas gas we called the gas gas work work because, <laughs> like you'd said, Dave, I remember we. What did we do? We just we duct taped the crap out of that hose. Yeah, we did. We just basically like put like duct tape. We took sticks and. and Put sticks around it and, and hose then clamped wire it. And, tape and hose clamps. Hose and clamped it. We and just it got it out of there. Yeah, it, yeah. It's basically like a splint yeah. all the way around it. Splint on the fuel line. So, so when you hear yeah. these terminologies like this terminology, rigatoni. You know, this is this is what you know. I'm Jimmy rigged, and Dave is rigatoni. And between the two of us, we could pretty much. How about the how about the exploded clutch cable <laughs> on the XR four hundred? I was thinking about that. That was one of the best rigs ever. Yeah, deep. We were deep in the canyons at that point. There was it wasn't coming out without a clutch. And I, I don't know if anybody. So it's a funny story. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's it's a ever funny seen story this. because. Oh, I, yeah. You, you're, I'm going to let you tell the lead up story, but I'm going to tell you like what I'm going to tell you what happened to the bike, and then and then you can you can talk about. Oh, I was in my I was in top form, right? Yeah, you. Were, so you were like. <laughs> You, know, you, you rode up the hill. It was a hard hill, but you know we both ridden up at 
plenty of times and I was having trouble getting up the hill. Because we are on XR 400s and they're known for high horsepower hill climbing prowess, right? <laughs> they're, they're high efficient. Yeah, they're very good motorcycles. But for mine, certain things. mine made it. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I go make a run and I, I don't make it. And I'm like, darn it. So I go make, try to make a second run and I don't make it. And it's what's happening is the clutch is no longer working and I'm unable to get the maximum horsepower out of my little 400 because I can't use the clutch to feather it up through this loamy, sandy, rocky trail we're riding. Yeah, you have to, you have so to back it off for just a second if you were to downshift. And on that bike, if you back the throttle off, you've lost everything. And yeah, and yeah, you had the moment. And so anyways, Jimmy's like, what's the matter? What's going on? And, uh, and so what happened was the clutch cable explode or the housing exploded. The cable didn't actually break. It was the housing that exploded. Yeah, so the and housing, you, it's like, a, it's, no longer it's yeah, it has a, it has a spirally, um, you know, housing around the outside of it. And it's sort of, it's sort of the, the plastic on the outside, you know, Dave really works on his bikes a lot. He spends all his time just like, you know, polishing things. I'm joking right now. It just, just run it. <laughs> it's the way it works here. It, it, it's, it's, it's basically held together with duct tape and bailing wire. But there was no duct tape or bailing wire on this clutch cable at this time. But I think it just seen so much service use and probably next to that motor, it gotten pretty hot. So it kind of exploded so that the outer housing kind of popped and then crunched in. So there was no integrity for the cable to work. So if you think about how a cable works is the, is the outside shell holds stiff and then the inner part of the cable tugs through that. But once the cable turns into like essentially an accordion, it would just crunch. So his cable wouldn't, wouldn't work. And, and I told him, I'm like, you don't need that clutch to ride up that hill. <laughs> So so much so that I think you told me, oh yeah, <laughs> then you do it, right? I said, then you go ahead and ride it up the hill. <laughs> so I gave it my best. <laughs> I got mm, almost as far as he did. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, was, I had I had I had to eat crow. So then we're down at the bottom of this canyon because this is the only way out, unless we go back, and that just wasn't an option for us. So we got we. I think we use same thing: sticks, hose clamps, duct tape. I always carried bailing wire in my oh, bag. Yeah, bailing wire, yeah. I think we used. I think we used bailing wire. Like, like actually, I think we there was a fence somewhere around, and we clipped off some wire from a fence and used that as the stiffener. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. And then, and then we, and then we wrapped wire around that, around tape, and then hose clamped the crap out of it at the beginning and the end, and then you had a clutch. Yeah. And so I know that this, this was Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. And so our destination was probably another rain. Yeah. Ray and Lori. Miles yeah, 60, we were. yeah. 60 or 70 miles rain. Lori's camp for gas from where we were for gas. And it's like, well, the clutch seems to be working again. So let's go. Yeah. Good thing I was wearing an airbag that day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's another story right there. Yeah. Yeah. I was testing, a, I was testing a jacket that actually had it. You, you pumped the jacket up. It was like a jacket slash chest protector thing. Then I ate a rock like this landed on a rock. I should have been destroyed. And I was wearing this thing and believe it or not, it really, really, really worked. So another story for another day. 
me and Dave could tell writing stories all day long. Oh, yeah. You may actually learn something like, Logan, do you know how to fix a cable now if it breaks? I know I should carry more jerry-rigging pos- like tools. Jimmy rigging. Wire. Jimmy rigging. Wire and yeah, yeah. sticks and... Right. What do, you carry, what do you carry now? MP tool. An MP tool. Yeah. That's, that's a good start. Condoms? No. Okay. Because, um, like, you can use those, like, to cover your fingers if you're going to get them in oil. Yeah. And stuff like this. Yeah. Just checking. They teach about this in school, right? How, how to use those as, like, work-related devices? Yeah. I have actually heard of, like, using condoms and with the mechanics. I don't know exactly when or where. I know you, there's hey, a th- there's a trick with if, condoms. If you need if you need some sort of a like uh like you know something to to hold fluid or to uh you know you might need to put your tongue someplace you don't want to. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but right. you just never know. See, Dave, we just figure all these things out on the fly, right? Yeah, we didn't really prepare for anything. We just prepared for everything. You want to? You know, I know your dad has a. He likes Kessler a little bit now. Mm-hmm. I taught him this. You know what Kessler will work as? Fuel. No, oh, I, fuel. oh no, I've never tried it for fuel, but that's a good idea. Don't put that beyond me. Um, hydraulic clutch fluid. Oh, we've 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 used Kessler. Yeah, oh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, any liquid will really. Actually, Kessler and Red Bull mixed <laughs> uh, got my KTM two hundred out of the out of the the mountains. Oh, one time that's right we had to use, we had to sacrifice our bad bull <laughs> so that the bike would have a clutch you can't compress it so yeah it's gonna work. yeah it 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 does work and i think i think somehow something in the alcohol swelled the seals yeah. and then and then the red bull just made it angry <laughs> it, it and and and, it, and it's funny because like it's just just like it's cool and we put it in there and we went riding and it kind of started working and I just forgot about it. We rode the whole rest of the day. In fact, I rode that bike like two more times and completely forgot that I needed to fix this because the clutch worked just fine. Yeah. So yeah. uh, Kessler, smooth as silk. Uh, I could use a sponsorship because it's not just for your hangover you're going to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, Bob. Uh, I need to get Bob on the show. Have we had Bob on the show yet? I don't think so. Yeah, we need to get Sam Felipe he Bob has a on shirt the show. Waiting for him too. Or did you take that to him? I gave him. It's. I left it someplace for him. Okay. It's up in the mountains, hidden. He's gonna go. Have to go find it. So, uh, anyhow, any other good ones, Dave? Oh, what did it look like when I was testing that TM three hundred? Oh no! Is that right <laughs> after we? Is that right after we left the cabin? Right after we left the cabin. Helicopters, right? Yeah, helicopters. <laughs> Not yeah. the kind that pick you up. It's the kind that the bike does when it's flying through the air when you hit black ice. Yeah. On a, I mean, on I a road. you TM-125 really well, but that particular TM Four, just wasn't really working third, for you at that point. Third overall at Takati, the year that Eric That's Matson right. let us down. We talked about this That's in the show. Eric Matson made comments on the uh, on the show last week. Oh really? And I told the I told the story about how to, how you tested out for team shit, and that we were expecting a big win, <laughs> and uh, it didn't go over. Hey, you know the the hose clamps and sticks sounds very much like I fixed uh, San Felipe Bob's broken leg that one time. He he just brought that up. 
<laughs> oh, so anyhow, hey Dave, we're gonna have to get you out here to be a sit-in guest because Logan yeah. Logan says uh, he'd he'd give up his chair in a second. You said that, right? Yeah. Because then you could just like hang out and mm-hmm. you could be calling, you could be texting chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey Dave can come take my spot too. You can't. Nope. <laughs> what? Nope. Two buttons. No technology. Two buttons. Yeah. He watches a little green square the whole time. That's it. Well, I checked. The uh, I think I, I'd be happy to take Logan's spot for a few minutes over there just for yeah. kicks and giggle. Yeah. All you have to do is start telling stories and I'll start pouring drinks and it's all good. <laughs> all right. So, hey, it was good. I good, good, good. Good chatting with you. Um, I, uh, I miss the fact that we don't get to ride as much as we uh, as much as we used to. But this the life shit gets in the way of riding all the time. How the how the heck did we go riding all the time? back then i it, that's a good question just uh younger and maybe less responsibility we were both kind of adults at the time i think we had sort of had responsibility i mean you're full you had your you had your company right I yeah was, I, was, I did i was sort of working full time i don't know what, yeah maybe it's because you lived a few hours closer than you live now what about wait, wait i'm gonna blame mountain bikes Oh, well, that's probably half of it. Half. He, Dave got really into gotten into mountain bikes. You know how you used to get, you were getting into mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. I saw that's where you're going. That's why I d- deflected you back onto motorcycles. Yeah. It's a way better, way better path. Dirt bikes. Hurt your shoulder. Yeah, stay with the dirt bike. Dude, I'll ride mountain bikes with you tomorrow. Let's go. Like I'm talking to Logan. Oh, you all ride with electric bike. <laughs> I got some good loops out here. The The ride I did. There was a new trail I did that was really, really good uh, down in Vegas. Like somebody spent a lot of stinking time building this thing. So it was cool. But anyways, uh, thanks for joining us, Dave. It's been like an almost full length of the show. I think you yeah. didn't know you were going to sit in and co-host our show, did you? Before the show. Yeah. No, I called you for a quick question about an hour ago and we're still here talking. Uh, so No, was, way more an hour. Yeah. Did your social media manager get bored? Did you fall Two asleep plus yet? hours. All right. No, she's she's just uh, doing her job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, when you get all the likes, and uh, we'll go f- go from there. So, cheers. We'll see you uh, hey. on the trail. Uh, for everybody else, we're going to go ahead and see if we can um, if we can uh, answer any more questions. Did we run out of any any other questions? Uh, I think everyone was just kind of liking the stories, and then so everyone's kind of. There's uh Jim uh, Justin Smith is uh talking about the tracking on Dakar right now because Ray, Rayback's having a Ricky's having a good day, a good day. Yeah, he's having a good day. Oh, it's, it's only it, the first it, waypoint it, though, so it's way no, too early. It's, yeah, it's, it's way too it, early. It, there's you don't just judge a day until till the end of the end of the day. He had a good waypoint. He had a good waypoint. There we go. That's a good way of putting it. Well, it's it's tricky. I mean, it's 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 tough to yeah, it's tough to do all. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun watching the live tracking though. I feel yeah, no, I feel super bad in, in honestly for Ricky because he's put so much work in this year. Yeah, he's worked really really hard, and we practiced like a lot of the stuff that's sort of you know like literally gone wrong. But it's mm-hmm. not; it hasn't gone wrong. It's it wasn't his fault. Yeah. It, it, exactly, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Like I said, they're making it to where it's more of a guess than an actual navigation move, mm-hmm. and and yeah, you 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 if for him to get that right, he would have had to been lucky, and uh, that's that's kind of trick. But uh, yeah, um, so Mark Daniels asks, uh, 
Didn't you race an XR50 in Baja? No, it was an XR100. I see Bob already caught that, but yeah, that bike's that's the one that's hanging up in the uh, in the school classroom, mm-hmm. uh, hanging up in the air. That's a that's and Dave raced Baja 1000 or 500 with me on that on that bike. In fact, Dave was our when I won the Baja 1000 with Johnny Campbell. Dave was our my pre run guy because you always have a pre run guy and our main uh, uh, motorhome driver to get us around down there. So lots of fun times with diamond Dave. Uh, and he's a, he's a, he's a beast on a mountain bike <laughs> and, and motivates me to get my ass in shape all the time. So uh, good times. Thanks for having him on the show. Thanks to Trevor Hunter for coming on. Thanks Logan for keeping that seat warm. Yep. I'm, I'm impressed that you actually did your homework this time. Got that, got that YZ read. Mm-hmm. None of us did our homework of filming our rooster endo videos. I almost did. I almost went outside and did this, but mm-hmm. I got involved in putting that motor together, which I did like three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally, we had to redo. I, we we have a high speed video of it that I'm I'm ashamed to, that I even not a high speed, but a slow mo or a time lapse thing mm-hmm. that's on the GoPro that I'm I'm I'd be ashamed to actually put up there, but I might actually do it just to show you. It's like you you, you make mistakes, but like at least I felt. Um, I was smart enough to kind of check my work and go back and make sure it wasn't right. It was, it was right. Okay. Got to fix this. Got to fix that. And now if I went and did a YZ250F motor tomorrow, I'd be a pro be so good. But my KTM is the other one on the bench and I'll forget everything. I'll forget which little moves that make things easier. And by no means am I doing it exactly by the book. I'm doing it by a technique. Okay. That's, that's a symbol for the end of the show. Logan. I was checking my watch. Yeah, that's the end of the show, right? Yes. So what do you yep. say at the end of the show? See you out on the trail. Okay, everybody, see you out on the trail. Cheers.